Blog Talk Radio. Once again, we're coming to you live from the Eastern Radio Show Studio, St. Augustine, Ponte Vedra, and Jacksonville area. Thanks for listening to Eastern Airlines Talk Radio. My name is Neil Holland, the producer of the show, and we have a great show for you tonight. It's a veteran's tribute. And to all the listeners around the world, we say welcome. Join us as we celebrate the life of Eastern Airlines every Monday at this time. 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Eastern Savings. The Daylight Time. That's right. in for Jim Hart, who is traveling from his home in Martha's Vineyard to his winter home in West Palm Beach. Take your time, Jim. We're ready and willing, and hopefully you'll be here pretty soon. You're sure probably stopping along the way and visiting his friends, so be safe, Jim. I'm coming to you from my home in the village of Florida, where the weather is probably a balmy 70 degrees. Welcome, and thank you for listening calling the show. You've truly made the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. In fact, we can now say that we've become the Eastern Airlines international radio show with over 50 countries listening in. So we'll sim- simply say, hello, world. We'd love to hear your comments and share your memories with our radio listeners from around the world during the broadcast. If you haven't called the show before, all you need to do is call 213-816-1611. And just say hello to talk to us on the air live every Monday evening. We can identify with many countries from around the world who listen in with our Blog Talk radio application. We're happy that, that using this cyber radio station, we can keep the Eastern legacy going out not only to the Eastern family, but to the listeners from many different countries from around the world. That's what we try to do every week on the Eastern Radio Show. Won't you join us by adding your voice to the broadcast? 
Our thanks also to those who choose to listen by computer using the radio icon on our homepage at www.easternradioshow.com or perhaps by signing in at the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Hetty. Remember to abbreviate the word Captain to C-A-P-T. Should you wish to talk during our live broadcast, feel free to call in and use our call-in number 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Let me repeat the number so you can write it down for your Monday night visit. 213-816-1611. And by the way, tell your friends about us. Our membership is growing. We're now up to about 135, I believe. And that's, I'm, I'm sorry, 1,035. Don't forget, you can listen to any of our 437 regular Monday night broadcasts and 100-plus Thursday broadcasts by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. That's C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I and scrolling down through the archives for broadcasts. Each episode is briefly described, and we're over 550 episodes now, including Eastern Airlines Music and History. Our lines are always open for calls, and if you choose not to participate and talk live with our hosts, we ask you to please mute your phone, as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out background noises. I see we're number one for takeoff, so Captain, let's get our flight 437 in the air. Tower Blur, 650, bowl, tip off. 57 left, literally 57. The airline that doesn't plan Eastern saw the future in a remarkable aircraft. Now it's here. The new Boeing 757, the most advanced, most fuel-efficient commercial jet ever built. It's going to help Eastern hold down the cost of flying for years to come. We earn our wings for you. We're Eastern, America's favorite language. Eastern, America's favorite In 1936, King George V received the first recorded fly patch. Uh, I guess that in the colonies here, we call that a flyby or a non-RF funeral. The United States adopted the tradition in 1938 during the funeral for Major General Oscar Westover with over 50 aircraft in one blank file. By the end of World War II, the missing man formation had evolved, evolved to include the pull-up. Shannon Corbell posts on the internet the following. The first time I witnessed a missing man formation was at the funeral of my grandfather, who flew the B-25 Mitchell during World War II. After his service in the Army Air Corps, he became a commercial pilot for TWA and ventured into private flight. 
He died in an airplane crash at the age of 74, however, and my family gathered with his aviation community at Santa Paula Airport for his memorial. At the ceremony, we looked up to the sky as a group of airplanes from the Condor Squadron flew overhead. One of the planes banked away, leaving an empty space in the formation. The symbolism was not lost on me. Four F-15 Strike Eagles signed to the 4th Fighter Wing conduct a missing man formation over a flyover during the POW-MIA ceremony at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base, North Carolina, this on September the 19th, 2014. It was a powerful visual and a traditional salute to a military aviator. The missing man formation has evolved through history, but there are two today main variations. The first one is, like the one held at my grandfather's memorial, a group of airplanes roar overhead, and then one pulls up spectacularly from the rest, leaving his or her space and the formation empty to represent the fallen pilot. In the second, the flight takes off entirely without the missing pilot. This formation is less common. Depending on the flight, the pilot's actual space where he would have flown may be left empty. Otherwise, it is more common for the missing man to fly in the second element, leader's position, where whether in a four-fingered formation, as the B with a left leg longer than the right, or as the Thunderbird performance in the video below, uh, I don't believe we're going to have the video now, in a six-aircraft flight. The missing man formation has always held a special place for my in my heart. The cap's flight for me feels synonymous with freedom. The notion that a pilot might slip the surly bonds of earth for the final time is one that brings me comfort, and therefore saying goodbye to those who love the vastness of the sky in this way is a bittersweet moment. A few moments ago, I placed a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. And as I stepped back and stood during the moment of silence that followed, I said a small prayer. And it occurred to me that each of my predecessors has had a similar moment, and I wondered if our prayers weren't very much the same, if not identical. We celebrate Veterans Day on the anniversary of the armistice that ended World War I the armistice that began on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. And I wonder, in fact, if all Americans' prayers aren't the same as those I mentioned a moment ago. For all we can ever do for our heroes is remember them and remember what they did, and memories are transmitted through words. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise, we see them as something like the Founding Fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. And all we can do is remember. There's always someone who is remembering for us. No matter what time of year it is or what time of day, 
There are always people who come to this cemetery, leave a flag or a flower or a little rock on a headstone. And they stop and bow their heads and communicate what they wished to communicate. I think sometimes of General Matthew Ridgway, who the night before D-Day tossed sleepless on his cot and talked to the Lord and listened for the promise that God made to Joshua. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. We are surrounded today by the dead of our wars. We owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do is remember them and what they did and why they had to be brave for us. All we can do is try to see that other young men never have to join them. Today as never before, we must pledge to remember the things that will continue the peace. Today as never before, we must pray for God's help in broadening and deepening the peace we enjoy. Let us pray for freedom and justice and a more stable world. And let us make a compact today with the dead. A promise in the words for which General Ridgway listened, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. deserves a lot of respect and one airline pilot made sure that one soldier received the respect on his last flight. Captain Richard Rodriguez was ready to take off when a flight attendant let him know that the remains of a human body were on board. It just so happened to be a fallen soldier. The pilot asked the flight attendant to locate the fallen soldier's escort and send him to the cockpit. After a brief conversation with the escort, the pilot took off. A short time later, the flight attendant let the pilot know that the soldier's family was also on the flight. Captain, I just found out that the family of the soldier we are carrying is also on board, she said. She then proceeded to tell me that the father, mother, wife, and a two-year-old daughter were escorting their son, husband, and father home. The family was upset because they were unable to see the container that the soldier was in before he left. We were on our way to a major hub at which the family was going to wait four hours for the connecting flight home to Virginia. The father of the soldier told the flight attendant that knowing his son was below him in the cargo compartment and being unable to see him was too much for him and the family to bear. He had asked the flight attendant if there was anything that, th that could be done to allow them to see him upon our arrival. The family wanted to be outside by the cargo door to watch the soldier being taken off the airplane. The captain called dispatch and made some arrangements to help the family once they landed. He knew that the family would want to be outside waiting by the cargo doors for the soldier's body to be brought out. After landing the airplane, the captain made this announcement. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I have stopped short of our gate to make a special announcement. We have a special passenger on board who deserves our honor and respect. Also on board is his father, mother, wife, and daughter. Your your entire flight crew is asking all, for all passengers to remain in their seats to allow the family to exit the aircraft first. Thank you very much. Not only did every person on the flight wait for the family to get their things and exit the airplane first, they all clapped as they walked through the aisle. Some offered well wishes and prayers as well. Jim, many of the passengers disembarked thanking me for the announcement I had made. They were just words, I told them. I could say them over and over again, but nothing I could say could bring the brave soldier back. I respectfully ask all of you to reflect in this event and sacrifices that millions of our men and women have made to ensure the freedom and safety in the United States of America services. This is definitely something that this soldier's family will never forget, and hopefully it helps them deal with the loss of their family member. The other passengers will also not likely forget how the captain went out of his way to make sure that this soldier was treated with the utmost respect on that flight. Soldiers sacrifice so much for this country, and when someone goes out of their way to show their appreciation, it's inspiring. Hopefully, more people would do things like this in the future. We've talked a lot about fallen soldiers, and as we should. But what we, what those, but what about those who have served and are citizens of our communities across this great country and world? Many citizens, when they see a uniformed person serving in our military, our community as a fireman, a police, medical emergency team. And others stop to say, thank you for serving. They are veteran creed. And in Washington, in an effort to promote public service and camaraderie among our former service members, advocates unveiled a new veteran's creed designed to provide a familiar mantra as they navigate through civilian life. The eight-point creed is backed by a host of well-known veterans group. Among them, the veterans of foreign war, disabled American veterans, Iraqi and Afghanistan veterans of America, the Wounded Warrior Project, and is set to be heavily promoted at events and conventions throughout the coming year. Don? Chuck, organizers behind the project said that their goal was to provide a rallying idea for the larger veterans community which they believe is needed given the disconnect many veterans feel with their communities upon leaving the military. It can serve as an unflying concept to remind veterans of the value of their military service, to inspire veterans to continue to serve and lead at local, state, and national levels, and to push them to continue to excel said retired General George Casey, former Chief of Staff of the Army and elite, one of the leaders of this effort. The creed itself is modeled after the Soldier's Creed, representing many of the same themes. While the Army's version reminds soldiers to never quit and maintain arms, 
the new veterans version calls on individuals to continue to lead and improve and honor and remember the falling comrades. Joe Chanelli, National Executive Director at the uh, AMVETS, that's American Vets, said that veterans he had spoken to in recent weeks about the new creed have laundered at the concept, even if the effort is largely symbolic. This really speaks to the values that every veteran shares, he said. The idea has also gained support from several veterans in Congress, including Representative Brian Mast, Republican, Florida, who praised the idea at the Capitol Hill launch event, and he quotes, uh, this is his quote, all the military creeds out there, we just don't put those words on paper. We say them, and then we say them again. He told the crowd of supporters, we repeat it with each other, and we remind ourselves of the things constantly because they are such an important part of the makeup of who we are. These things that, these things that define us as service members and have to continue to define us as veterans, as unquote, that's, this was a quote from Brian Mast. Um, Mike, would you read the uh, new Veterans Creed for us, please? Certainly, Don. The Veterans Creed uh, is, number one, is I am an American veteran. Number two, I proudly served my country. Number three, I live the values I learned in the military. Number four, I continue to serve my community, my country, and my fellow veterans. Number five, I maintain physical and mental discipline. Number six, I continue to lead and improve. Number seven is I make a difference. And number eight, I honor and remember my fallen comrades. Mike, the creed is supported by AMVETS, Disabled American Veterans, Hill Vets, Iraqi and Afghanistan Veterans of America, the Military Order of the Purple Heart, Paralyzed Veterans of America, the Reserve Officers Association, Student Veterans of America, Team Rubicon Global, Veterans of Foreign Wars, and the Wounded Warrior Project. A collective of 11 prominent veterans organizations have announced the establishment of this new veterans' creed. Retired General George Casey, former Chief of Staff of the Army and one of the driving forces behind the creed's creation, explained it can serve as a unifying concept to remind veterans of the value of their military service, to inspire veterans to continue and serve and lead at local, state, and national levels, and to push them forward to excel. According to the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the creed is a result of extensive discussion and consultations among groups that began last fall at Georgetown University. Each element of the creed, creed is rooted in shared military tenets, the mission of the participating veterans of the military service organizations, and then their altruistic ethos of veterans themselves. It is also meant to remind Americans that the principles and values veterans learned in the military, integrity, leadership, teamwork, Selfish service can greatly benefit our country. End quote. The announcement of the Veterans Creed 
presented publicly during Flag Day in Washington, D.C., has been met with mostly positive and celebratory reactions. From the radio show, the Eastern Airlines radio show, I'd like to take just a few moments of silence for our fallen veterans and those among us today.
happy that this radio show can present tributes to our military. And it fills your heart to hear that music of our five branches of service. It's incredible Um, at times like this just to recall. Uh, Any comments from our host or our listeners? Uh, I'll open up all the microphones at this time. Thank you very much. And, I wish uh, I was a little younger. I'd, I'd re-up again. <laughs> I love to hear that music. Yeah. I love Reagan's that speech. Yeah. yeah. Up again. That was beautiful, too. You're right, Mike. Loved hearing it. Well, we have a short show for today, and uh, uh, I'd like to talk about what we've got coming up and we do have a, a series that plays every Thursday uh, when we can get together Don Dorothy and I and anyone else that wants to join us and listen to some beautiful music perhaps Don we ought to have a military music day uh, and 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 do that on one of our Thursday broadcasts well that would be great Neil I'd love to do it mm-hmm. That'd be good. Perfect. yeah and uh I hear Mark Porter. Mark, you with us? Mm-hmm. I am. Okay. Well, we'll get down to you in just a minute. I'm going to turn it back over to Don. Don? Well, thanks, Neil. <clears throat> I'd like to invite uh, all of our hosts and listeners to join us every Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when we bring you the, to the air Eastern Airlines Music and History. We play the music of the greatest artists during the Eastern years and sprinkle it with a little Eastern history. Recently, recently we played music by uh, Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, Nat King Cole, and many, many others we listened to while we were working at Eastern. Please call in and share your thoughts of the music and artists we select each week. Tell us what you want to hear. We'd love to hear from you. Now, let's see what Mark Porter, uh, our go-to guy, bring us up to date with what's happening with Eastern 3.0. Mark, what's going on out there? Well, it looks like the the next aircraft, uh, NO6KW, is in and being painted right now. And uh, from what I gathered from the uh, three chemical people is that the tail is going to be painted as well on this one, and it's going to be painted in the Guyanese colors, uh, which are greens and yellows and reds, and uh, so they're all set to go with that. And uh, 703 is going to be painted um, in the aquas and, and the blues and of the uh, of uh, countries of Ecuador. And 604, which is all ready to go, is um, looking looking like it's going to be used out of Miami. Uh, <clears throat> and they have the colors for China, which look like they're going to be putting on 777-200ER uh, uh, straight out of New York for uh, Jinan, China. Um, so that, that aircraft's all ready, and it just needs a paint job on it. And... Uh, from what I understand, has all the C checks and everything, and they have two 777s behind that uh, that are coming on board with 767 that they currently have. Um, 
They do have two 747s that are passenger 747s. I assume they're going to use those as as cargo, but it would seem silly that they bought the passenger version instead of the cargo version because they do have one cargo version. Um, and I do think the 747 would be fabulous used out of John F. Kennedy straight to Jinan, China. But that remains to be seen. And uh, <clears throat> New York will launch on December 6th if the dot <clears throat> gives them permission. And uh, then would be Georgetown, Guyana. And it, they have one of the aircraft is going to be painted in New York colors. But the New York colors are very similar to the Brazil colors. So it'll be interesting to see, because um, they paint them according to the flag. So it'll be interesting to see if um, some of the New York ones go to Brazil, like Manaus, Brazil, or Belém, Brazil, because that's within Eastern's reach and would be very profitable for them. And so Eastern will have uh, free luggage for everyone, the most legroom in the sky, and um, they've taken out about 40 seats, and uh, they'll have the fastest service. Um, JetBlue and Eastern will launch on the same day out of John F. Kennedy, and JetBlue will take seven and a half hours to get to Guayaquil, Ecuador, and Eastern will take six hours and 27 minutes. Yeah. So... There are many reasons I'd rather travel Eastern besides being a little prejudiced to the airline. Sounds good yeah, to Mark, me. Yeah, Mark, where, where, where mm-hmm. are they drumming up the, uh, the 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 flight crews for all of these uh, various airplanes? Do you happen to know that? No, I don't. Hmm. That'd be a good question. If uh, I mean, there are a lot of pilots and me and people that listen in, so they're out there. That'd be a good one. Hey, Mark, do they have a website that uh, has any information about hiring since you brought it up, Mike? Yeah, I think it's flyeastern.com or goeastern.com. I'd have to look it up. They do have one, and I've seen it on there. It's just I don't recall the the, uh, Mm -hmm. hyperlink to go to it. Uh, but they did have one, and they're advertising not just – they're advertising flight crew and others as well. They have a need for a lot of others, according to what was first up there. As I said, I haven't been back, so I don't know the exact things, but uh, they were flight attendants and the whole ball of wax. <coughs> Obviously, yeah, it's goeasternair.com. Okay. It's goeasternair.com. Yeah, also, Mark, you... the 747s that you mentioned, I imagine those are 400s. Is that correct? Or Yeah, I did want to make a joke there, but <laughs> here they are, the 400s and not the 100s. <laughs> yeah. No, no so rope starts? And, and... <laughs> <laughs> no, given my yeah. but, but they're in excellent shape, these 400s they got. I mean... My God, they're they're real beauties, and um, I you know they would be the only American passenger carrier operating seven four sevens. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, they're all. I, I understand all they're higher. They're 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 higher. They're more expensive maintenance wise. They're more expensive a little bit in petrol compared to the seven seven seven. But the advertising billboard you would get out of flying that around by itself 
would pay for the jet, mm. plus the cargo they carry. Yeah. Given the fact that the uh, coloring uh, painting, uh, the tails, uh, the color of wherever they are flying out of, uh, I would imagine that that's because that's going to be a very daily thing that they're going to be doing to spend the money on a color like that and not use it for just a particular airline every single day, right? Right. Um, I do question it a little bit, and I'm sure that other people in the Eastern Airlines uh, management uh, do question it a bit because they've taken a long time to paint the tails, which tells me there is quite a bit of inner strife on it because uh, British Airways did this, and it was glamorous and everything, but it didn't, did fail after a while because if you commit N703, Boeing 767, to Guayaquil, Ecuador, or you could do Quito, but if you all of a sudden decide that route's not that good, you've got this painted tail and tail, and if you need to send it to Brazil, well now you got a Ecuador tail going into Brazil. So right. I think That's British Airways. Right, I think they it's did a good kind of, job. Kind of like the, the, the Kevin, kind of like the Saudis going into Tel Aviv. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I can sit there with one aircraft. They're fly, they're flying it in twice a day to Guayaquil. Whereas if you took that same aircraft and I had a generic uh, tail or an eastern tail, you could fly it two days into Guayaquil, two two days into Manaus, and two days into Lima. But you can't if you have that painted tail just for that one country. Uh, and you could have your backup have, aircraft. Are there several flights? You could have your backup back aircraft. Yeah, they'll be going down and back. It's only six and a half hours, so uh, even two hours downtime in uh, um, in Ecuador is not bad to spin around and come back. But um, um, I understand they're going to have a reserve aircraft placed in Guayaquil. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they do put that in Peru, where the maintenance and facility is, because then that would be an hour away and their on-time performance would be about 98% of the time. The uh, radio show has a stat report every week of mm. how many people listen to us for the week and also how many countries listen to us during the week. And we do have uh, people that listen to us from Ecuador and Ghana and uh, Brazil, Argentina, and Colombia, and so we, we're getting South American listeners, and I just wonder whether some of these are, you know, true Eastern fans and, and just hoping that we come visit South America again. Yeah, a friend of mine owns an airline in Cordoba, Argentina. It's rather big. It's uh, sort of a Southwest style, and I've been trying to tell him that I think the Eastern and his airline hookup would be great because all you'd have to do is fly a jet into Cordoba and then you could get on all these 737-800 flying all around to Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, and southern Brazil. Yeah. And so he he, he looks at that. Well, that might happen. Yeah, Very that good. would be smart. Thank Thanks so much for the report, Mark, and keep us posted. Uh, hopefully next week you'll have uh, some more information that we can uh, look forward to hearing and the airline back in the air again. 
soon. Yeah, shortly, very shortly. Okay, Dorothy, what do you got? Well, uh, our membership is actually 1,032. I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, So, Chuck, make note of that for our next broadcast. Um, We have uh, um, several great programs coming up. One, I'm getting anxious to hear about this airplane ditching, which will be next week, November 18th. Um, There's a lot to that, so I'm kind of looking forward to that one very much. And the following week after that is Once Upon a Long Time Ago. Keep in mind uh, mind also that uh, we do not have a program on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, That's a Thursday. And there will be no Monday program on December 2nd. But the following week we'll pick up with honoring our Pearl Harbor veterans And uh, shortly after that, we'll have a few more for you. We do have our uh, music program. It's Eastern Airlines Music and History. And our next uh, artist that we've chosen, or Neil chose, is Reba McIntyre, followed by Tammy Wynette, and then followed by Goth Brooks. So we have a lineup for you. We're hoping that all of you folks join us. We'd be happy to have you. And I just want to remind everyone to thank our sponsors that we have had. Uh, Without you sponsors, uh, the show would not be able to continue. We do have Neil's book, the popular Eastern Book of Memories, Wings of Many, and that's given free with a $40 donation and everyone will receive the signed copy from Neil. So please consider making a donation. Remember, it's the donations and sponsors that keep the radio show on the air. We feel we have become and are well known as the radio voice of Eastern Airlines, providing news and information that we offer weekly to our Eastern family. So back to you, Neil. Well, I think everyone knows by now that EARA will be uh, shutting the engines down uh, in December, and we don't know exactly what will take its place, if anything. But we do know that those that were members, subscribers of uh, the great magazine or newspaper that they put out over the years uh, served the members well and and uh, represented the chapters around the eastern system um, and those folks could find a place another place of home at home right here on the radio show so we'll welcome all of the EARA uh, folks to uh, join us here and continue talking about eastern airlines continue talking about your your monthly meetings uh, you know it's always good Jim Holder to hear the meetings that you guys have up in Atlanta and especially the one that I think you're having, or maybe you just had recently. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, it's tomorrow. Matter of fact, I'm getting the American flag out as soon as we hang up and take out there because that's one of my chores. I take the American flag and we have screws up on the wall that I use to put the American flag up and we start our, Luncheon every 
second Tuesday of every month with a with a uh, salute to the flag and pledge of allegiance. And then we have uh, some of the guys that offer a short prayer. And tomorrow we're going to be having Mr. Ralph Boston. Mr. Ralph Boston uh, was in the 1960 Olympics. He was a gold medal winner, and he won more than just a gold, but he did win gold. And he's going to be, I guess, speaker tomorrow. Captain uh, Joe Forrest uh, plays golf with him. And this fellow apparently is still playing golf because I put a picture out on the Internet uh, yesterday or this morning, no, yesterday, and you see him standing by his golf cart. <clears throat> apparently still uh, very active to have won gold medals in 1960 Olympics. And that's what we have tomorrow. And uh, what we're going to have next month, I don't know yet, but I'm sure it'll be interesting. Hey, Jim. Uh, tell us yeah. the website so folks listening can uh, go to the website and see what's going on there. www.repaonline. www.repaonline. Very good. Very good. I have a bulletin just in. Eastern just was approved for Guyana. Everything's oh, right. John oh, Kennedy right. nonstop. Oh, that's great. Kennedy tonight. Uh, that's terrific. Wow. Well, so we wish them well. We certainly yeah. do. Anyone that carries the Eastern name, you you got to want them to do well. Well, thank you guys for showing up tonight, and um, I hope the rest of your Veterans Day uh, will be thoughtful as it is here, and uh, I hope all the families are doing well and uh, Jim Hart, if you're listening, or, uh, we w- want to see you come back. Take Don uh, Chuck's place here. He's getting used to doing the intro, so uh, we need you back here. <laughs> <laughs> we want okay. to hear your voice, Jim Hart. Yeah. You do us proud. Well, let's put the airplane on the ground. Anybody else got anything to say before we land the airplane? No, but I want to thank all of our hosts who are veterans tonight for all the service that they provided to us in one form or another. And for all of those veterans out there, both living and dead, we sure do appreciate all that they have done. Thank you with all of our hearts. Amen. Amen. Captain, be sure to tune in in next Monday, November the 18th, when we bring you how to survive an emergency water landing, or as my crew calls it, ditching. This is Chuck Albright, signing off on behalf of our host, Dorothy Gagnon, Don Gagnon, Tim Holder, Mike Scott, Mike Porter, and our producer, Bill Holland. Playing our new sign-off music, Silver Wings by Merle Haggard. The producer, let's take that flight on Silver Wings. Slowly fading out of sight. Don't leave me 